Yeah, that's right. Flula, Milkman, Pony Times! That's right. You are now listening to Hurricane and Scroggs. I am JD Scroggin. He is the Hurricane, but you can call him Owen Maine. Owen, you have finally, finally come to Santa Barbara County. Santa Barbara County, the SBC. Congratulations. I'm uh, I'm shocked. I never thought you would I never thought you would set foot down outside of San Luis Obispo County ever again. I told you I would come down here. Did you not believe me? Well, that was like 6 months ago. <laughs> like, so, I, so I guess, I guess theoretically, no, I did not believe you. Yeah, you totally didn't believe me. What? No, no. And, and I think for about six months, I was probably right not to. <laughs> yeah, that's probably but true. But I gave you the guilt trip, and you finally. Well, succumbed. and I found a weekend. Where, well, you know, when you're here, and um, we're sitting here on a Saturday afternoon, and uh, you know, we got the Cal Poly football game on. We are hanging in, uh, you know, the shade. Of the Santa Maria home of yours. That, That's pretty um, much all it is, too, because I don't have air conditioning. So we're just sitting here in a dimmed, darkened room. Yeah. Pretending that it's not as hot as it is. <laughs> probably sweating through all, sweating through my, my, my socks, probably. Sweating to the oldies. Yeah, exactly. There's a fan in here, so you may hear that. And there are, there's, yeah, the fan itself is a fan. And, uh, you know, we're also both fans of sports. And <laughs> as such, we're, we're, Checking out a uh, you know a Saturday afternoon football. We talked game. about turning the fan off, like because we didn't want it to to be on the microphone right. and distort the audio right. somehow. Right. And I asked you, do you want me to turn the fan off? <laughs> and the look and on your was my face. Response? The look on the look on your face was all the response I needed because right. you're just you're like suffering. Like you didn't even really consider it. You were just like, oh god. Every no. day I'm suffering. So yeah, <laughs> you're like, it's oh been, god, please no. It's been really hot lately. I had my AC go out. It's been a lot of. It's been a crazy week, JD. I had my air conditioning in my truck go out. My I got a parking ticket, and then my washing machine went out. So it's kind of a trifecta week. But um, it's really good to be back here and um, hanging with you. They happen and, in threes, um, they say. Yeah, right, and it definitely did. You know, um, also what seems to also happen in threes is Cal Poly giving up touchdowns. Actually, it happened in fours in the first half. There, uh, Cal yep. Poly and Montana State were down. Or celebrity deaths, Owen personal tragedies. Personal, I wouldn't uh, call them tragedies per se, but the first world tragedies. First world tragedies. Yeah, along with having to like uh, suffer through eighty degree heat without air conditioning. Oh. Yeah, and then I come to find out you're a wimp. I didn't know that. That was something I didn't know. You think I'm a wimp? Totally. If you use air conditioning in San Luis Obispo and you do no highway driving, you're a wimp because you can just ro- roll with the the windows down. Yeah. And it's mostly it's oh, like gosh. 70 and sunny every day in San Luis, aside from like a two week span in the summer where it reaches above 80. Oh, like, it's, it's it's been 80 like since july in san luis like it's mm-hmm. it's been very rarely over it's cooler actually here where you live in santa maria a few degrees in san luis. a few degrees yeah and and uh yeah so anyway i i when i lived in florida i had my air conditioning at 70 do you think that's bad oh, is it's it bad you're a wimp i mean you've yeah. grown up in cayucas and and lived on the central coast all your life so you think i'm not you, a wimp in the cold though you think but i'm not a wimp in the opposite think direction you need air conditioning when it's 80 degrees but you probably think you need a heater when it's like 60 inside no. inside when it's like 60 inside me? the house you are you are vastly underestimating 
my ability to be a cheap dad you know like uh -huh. like not turn any heat or air conditioning on at all just save the money like don't touch the thermostat like that's me mm -hmm. yeah you know the stereotypical cheap dad yeah i'm all about i'm all about getting it cold and keeping it cold and you can put a sweatshirt on if you want to that's my whole thing like if i'm cold you know it's really cold inside all right, that that was our um, hot temperature talk um, for the for the for the Hurricane and Scroggs yes. po podcast. Well, no, that for we, today. We, we we weren't really talking about the temp. Like no one wants to hear about the weather and what right. the weather like. Right. But everyone wants to hear about our habits, like how wimpy you are, why how, you how strong and, you know, and and manly you are about your yeah exactly yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. or how how strong and manly you think you are. About uh, you all. had it right the first time. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm sure I did. So. Um, so what's been going on, man? How's, uh, how's the, uh, how's, how's it going? What, I mean, I literally haven't, <laughs> I haven't been here in like, in like six months, probably to your house, at least three or four months. I, we haven't done a podcast in like a couple months. What's, what's new in the last couple months, man? Um, let's see. No, like personally or professionally. However, what, you know, where, where do you want to go? I'm, I'm game to go where, where, in whatever I'm direction you would like to go I'm in. I'm suddenly realizing we didn't do any preparation for this at no. all besides, besides just turning on the microphones. That's right. <laughs> it's raw. It's uncut. It's the Hurricane and Scroggs podcast. And in case you were wondering what, why Santa Maria was a little cooler, it's because the hurricane blew in. Uh, it's a blowing into the Santa Barbara County here. And, um, and JD and I, you know, if, if, I, sometimes I wish I would have had a, a microphone on while we're watching a game because the the amount of content that goes back and forth between the two of us, wow, that was a great design play. Montana State goes up by 17. Yeah, so we're watching Cal Poly Montana State, and I'll just say this because we said this on Periscope at halftime. Poly was down 31-21, uh, and they were due to get the ball back at the half. So I figure you're down 10, you're due to get the ball back at the half. All you need to do is score on your first possession, you're in the game. So, of course, Cal Poly does nothing on the three and out punts punts and then and then uh, montana state scores a td right away so now, bo sandland is the best <laughs> oh he's tight dominating. end in the, in he's dominating Cal, right now cal poly has no oh answer for uh the tight end from simi valley the simi high pioneer yeah yeah so it looks like montana state's gonna go ahead and take this one but the one thing to take away from this game that i think is the most like buzzworthy thing to talk about and now it's 38-21 Montana State, so the game's not really in doubt, you know, at this point. Um, but you and I talked about this. Uh, Cal Poly, their it was it their third touch? No, it's their second touchdown. Second touchdown, right? touchdown yeah. They throw a uh, you know 20-30 yard pass in the air to Willie Tucker in the end zone, one on one jump ball situation. He jumps and twists in the air, grabs it left handed, one handed, cradles it off of his off of his thigh yeah. with the defender falling all over him. Totally. Comes down with the ball in the end zone, touchdown. And the first thing I think is, why don't they ever do that? Why don't they ever throw him the ball? They never throw him the ball. Well, and, and I've been wondering, is he still like 100%? I think, you know, everybody's kind of had a question mark. Is Willie Tucker 100%? Is he actually ready to go up and get a ball like that? Does he feel physically able? Like, and and my point my point to guys like Tom Barquette that I've talked to uh, is that even if he's not physically able, he'll kill himself trying to get to the one that you're throwing right now. So let's use him. He's a senior He's only going to be out there for, a, you know, it's not like you're trying to save him for the rest of his career at this yeah, point. That's the key, um, what you just said. He's a senior. Yeah. There's no holding anything back. Like, right. that, like this is it. Right. Like you're not, you can't sa save him. Save him for what? Right. This is what you're saving him right. for. Right. Throw him the ball. Throw him the I ball. Get him the ball. Yeah. I, uh, so that, that's the one thing with Cal Poly. I feel like they haven't thrown uh, Willie Tucker. 
he hasn't gotten any targets this year. Yeah. It's very minimal. And, and that's the thing I've been kind of like, huh? And let's be clear, like, like, you know, in general, what Cal Poly does, you know, offensively, what they do generally, like coaching wise is all like, you're, you're not like, you're not like being like hypercritical of, you know, necessarily like the running the triple option, for example, you're being hypercritical of not throwing Willie Tucker the ball at, at this point, or just critical of, of that particular part yeah. of that. Right? And, yeah. to, and you know what? To throw him the ball more, you don't have to change the whole offense. You don't have to stop running the triple option. Right. You don't even have to throw it more times per game. Just throw it more to him. To him. Like he's the best receiver you have. Yeah. You can still throw it 12 times. Yeah. But, I don't know if they still think they have Cole Stanford <laughs> and they want to, and they need to throw it to the slot back so much. But, you know, you don't have Cole Stanford out there anymore. You got to get it to those wide receivers who whose job it is to, you know, to make those big plays and to, and to catch those big balls. So, yeah, it's – um. You know, Cal Poly fans are going to be bummed about this game. Um, I'm trying to take the high road in terms of thinking about the season at large, the difficulty of the first six games on the schedule, um, the bye week that they have after the sixth game. If they can poach one or two of these, you know, these three game stretch here at Montana State, home against Idaho State at Eastern Washington, there's a real chance to win the last five games in a row and get into the playoffs still. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, uh, you know, apologetic or uh, but I'm also not trying to get hyperbolic on the on the opposite end of the spectrum there either. Yeah, I think just in in general, from a from a spectator standpoint, at this point, the the performance against Northern Iowa coming on the heels of two and that, really and you were there, games. and that was one of the first games that you've been to in person uh, as not a reporter. Yes, so I went as a complete fan capacity. Like right. I didn't go as an objective person. I went and sat in the stands. So, on, so what kinds of things did you notice? Cheered for Cal Poly and yeah. like you know did all the chants and screaming on third down. What kinds of things did you notice differently than when you're sitting up in the press box? What were some things that were like not surprising, but just like oh I noticed that now that's kind of interesting or like you know that's that's different than what I thought it was when I just spent all the games in the press box at Cal Poly. In case you don't know, you can't open the windows there, yeah. so you can't really hear anything either. No, I noticed less to be honest. Like I I was less immersed in the game. I, I didn't recognize players as much because we were sitting lower to the field. We were like in the 10th row, so okay. I couldn't see the numbers as well. So I didn't identify people as well as I was when I was sitting in the press box. So I was less engaged in the actual, like what was happening in the game. Right. I was more engaged in the cheering, like, you know, on third down, you're yelling and screaming and kind of the fan experience. Yeah, more okay. as fan. So I actually noticed less. It was, it was less of a of following the game than it typically was as a reporter because you're a reporter, you're up in the press box, even though you can't hear, you can see every player on the field and what they're doing because you have that that vantage point. Okay. So it wasn't as good for, for like, I guess, breaking down the, the strategy, I guess, right. or like, like, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. But one thing I did notice, and this was fully a function of sitting on that side of the field. I was on the Northern Iowa sideline right around midfield. Oh, you were? Yeah. So you were kind of in the middle of the student section almost. I was right. I was in the section right next to the student section. Yeah. The, the general admission side. Yeah. The yeah. student section was, I was sitting at the edge of one of the aisles, uh-huh. uh, right in the, right in the row and, yeah. and, uh, or in the row. Right at the, in the, what do they call that? The aisle. Yeah, we had the aisle, aisle seats. Yeah. We had three seats right. to the aisle. We uh-huh. were 10 rows up right in the midfield. Right across from us, across the aisle, was the student section. So we were right next to it. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, it felt like, you know, I got a, had a good pulse of the students yeah. for sure. But uh-huh. since I was sitting on the Northern Iowa side, I had a really good look at the their end of the, their sideline, side I guess. Right. And the one thing that I noticed, and we talked about this before, um, but I don't think anyone has really touched on this, was that in the in the opening 
um, you know, few drives when Northern Iowa was just carving up Cal Poly like nothing right. um, on offense. And the Cal Poly defense looked completely lost and Northern Iowa was doing anything they wanted whenever they wanted. Um, I noticed Coach O. And Coach O, if you don't know him, uh, he was uh, a DB's coach for Cal Poly for a season uh, before he went to Northern Iowa. Right. And now he's at Northern Iowa and he's a safeties coach for them too. Um, but when Northern Iowa's offense was coming off the field, when players were coming off the field on offense, those first two drives, he was very engaged, like taking a leadership role almost. He was right up by the field, high-fiving players as they came off. And I'm thinking, that's weird, you know, for a defensive coach to be that yeah. engaged with yeah. what the offense is doing. Yeah. And I, it just hit me that this guy was probably having a huge impact on the game without people really realizing it right because he was i mean he was there at cal poly like he knows what the cal poly defense he spent a does. year there he he knows exactly how they think exactly how they game plan what what their keys are how they're going to defend on certain formations etc yeah exactly so i think he was really uh selling the secrets to northern iowa i think he made a huge impact on that game yeah um because for all the reasons you said he intimately knows the cal poly defense and what they're about so right um that was probably something that i may not have noticed from the press box, I, I would uh -huh. have known that he was at Northern Iowa because you do prepare for the game. You know, I knew he was there already. I knew when he left. Well, I, I had Iowa. actually pictured when you told me this story before. I pictured that you were on the the new side of the stadium and that you were looking across the field at this coach doing what he was doing, whatever it was. So um, I, th I think that's really interesting that you were on that side. So you were yeah. looking at his back, but you were noticing how he was going out there and shaking it hands was hard and not giving to high notice fives. Him. Yeah, it was hard not to notice him because he was so animated. Okay. And you're like, man, that guy. First, I, I first, the first thing that caught my eye was like, oh, there's somebody that, that one of the coaches down there is going crazy. Yeah. And then I saw who it was. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, he's probably playing a bigger role in the game planning for that one game than any other game they're playing all season. Yeah. Because just because he knows about Cal Poly and what they do, what their tendencies are, all the things that you said, like right. it, it all makes sense. Right. Um, but but just to, to go back to the general, you know, Cal Poly's performance in that game, um, you know, it was it was there were stakes. Mm -hmm. You had you had really two really nice games. Cal Poly beat Montana on the road. Then they were, played good at Arizona they State. Played very good at Arizona State. They were tied 21-21 in the fourth quarter with them. They yeah. could have won that. Mm -hmm. and, and it would have been a miracle, but yeah, they, they were right there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and uh, and so you've got these two great games. You're coming back home. And it's wow week. It's wow week. It's a sellout. Everyone's there. You have a chance to really win a bunch of fans Jeez. and then come out and lay uh, an egg against Northern Iowa. It was kind of disappointing because, you know, a lot of those people who went to that game aren't going to go back. They're, they're not coming back. And, yeah. I, and I wrote about this this week, J.D., like on, on fansmanship.com. I wrote about how, you know, I think I, at halftime I kind of laid out. I just kind of like brainstormed like the things that were in my head after being down on the sidelines that first half. I think I wrote seven seven reasons why that first half was disappointing. It felt like a BuzzFeed, you know, article or something <laughs> silly. But you should you write know. more articles like that. Clickbait, yeah. right? Cal Poly clickbait. They weren't articles. They were just like Twitter Twitter posts that I did that that I you know tried to. And now Cal Poly's throwing the ball around, but I still. Haven't oh seen my God! Are about. you kidding me? Uh, and down goes pro throw. <sighs> was that a fourth down play? It was fourth and seven, and they, and they threw tried a, a screen, screen to right. the fullback. And he was tackled immediately for a one-yard loss. And Montana's acting like Montana State's acting like that's the game, and it might be because literally Cal Poly has not kept them Look, on any th possession. There's three defenders over there; nobody's getting blocked on any possession. Yeah, they've not. That's not a good. The defense play. has not not allowed points on any possession. So literally, Montana State hasn't punted or turned the ball over in any way yet today. So 
Um, that's that's the disappointing part about today, I guess, if you're going to think about it. Um, coming off last week's game, um, and in the big sky, you have to be better than that on defense. I wonder if Chris Fletcher really makes that big of a difference. Like one guy like him, I don't know. I mean, he was he was he didn't play the physical side of the ball, but he was a physical player and he did uh, get a lot of tackles. He was definitely able to to break things down pretty well. And oh my gosh! Oh, okay, let's stop yeah. talking. Hopefully, you like Cal Poly if you're listening to this. Yeah. Or you like to hear about Cal Poly, but well, yeah, we never used to talk about sports when we did because uh, because you had your break. job and that was yeah. I was burnt off of sports because I, I did sports twenty four seven at my job. Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't twenty four seven, but all my waking hours. How has your I feel like we're dedicated to sports? Uh-huh. And except for when I was at home and when I had yeah. time off. So when we were doing the podcast, like oh, let's just talk about geek stuff and yeah. we have movies, a little bit yeah we have a little bit of like poop. time between then and now between when you stopped writing about sports and now it's been you know what five months or something like that yeah so now i can talk so, about sports but, but i want to know how has your relationship with sports changed um jd scroggin i think i can i can dedicate more free time to it whereas before when i was a sports reporter i never really spectated sports outside of watching the 49ers that was pretty much all i would do in my off hours was watch 49ers uh-huh. and, and I didn't do anything else sports. I just did. I read, I watched other shows. I spent because you got to family. deal with sports all day, every day at work. Exactly. Right. So now that I don't have that, or I'm not, you know, doing, doing sports for my job anymore. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just a normal guy. Yeah. I'm playing fantasy football again. Okay. You know, I'm watching college football on Saturdays and Sundays when I have time. And, uh, and you know, I'll even pay more attention to, you know, sport you know sports that i don't really i'm not a huge fan or teams that i'm not a huge fan of just right. to you know have more awareness like i'll pit like like before for instance you know how espn like just runs stories into the ground oh yes like, oh tebow tebow 24 7 tebow coverage lebron 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 24 7 lebron coverage okay so that tom brady kind of stuff, tom brady tom yes. brady yeah totally um deflate gate right um before I wouldn't give any. I wouldn't pay attention to any of that stuff, like national sports news. Um, but now, I'll listen to sports radio, uh-huh. you know, more often, uh-huh. and I'll pay attention to those stories, and I'll talk about them with coworkers, and I'll listen to them. It does, you know. I'm I'm back in the scene, I guess, on, okay. on some okay. of that stuff. Back so. in the swing of things with that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's that's um, that's positive. I think. Are you feeling like happier that that you're able to enjoy those things more, like as a as a fan instead of it being your job. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'd imagine that's like the, that's the sexiness of being a sports writer is that you get to be around it every day, but it's also the thing that kills you being a fan too. Sometimes. Exactly. You can't yeah. be a fan. So right. you didn't cheer. I told you about going to the Cal Poly game and I was cheering on the sidelines and stuff. Yeah. I didn't do that because I'm a huge Cal Poly fan. Right. You know, like right. I'm, I don't have any allegiance really to Cal Poly. Other your than wife's an alum. My wife went there. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, she's not a huge sports fan. And, yeah. and, um, like I, I don't, I don't go to the Cal Poly game, and I'm like, yeah, Cal Poly, I love Cal Poly, you know, whatever. Right. But if you're gonna go to a game, the fun part about it to me is doing that stuff, participating in the chants, yelling, screaming, like trying to affect the game and yeah. having a good time. So yeah. that's why I did it. So I sat, yeah. you know, I intentionally sat near the student section because I wanted to feel like a fan again. Right. You know, I'm not necessarily a big Cal Poly fan. But I want to participate in that way. So that was fun. That was really fun. Because when I, before I was a professional writer, you know, I would go to Fresno State football games and do that. And basketball games. Yeah, and, and basketball all kinds games. Of games and yeah. you're heckling the other team and heckling yeah. the refs. Like I started some crazy chants back when I was just a fan, you know. At the Save Mart the Center. At the Save Mart Center. You know, there was one time we have a bunch of Fresno State fans and, and me went on a caravan. We went up to UOP. Right. Fresno State was playing um, 
uh, Pacific. Uh-huh. In football, in basketball? Basketball. Uh-huh. And we just started chants. That's all we did the whole game. We just started chants. And they put us it was so look, we were so pervasive and it was and it was so popular. They put us on the big screen. Fresno State fans dancing on the big screen at UOP. At Spanos? We, yeah, because we were outshining their own fans. They were putting yeah. us up yeah. on the big screen. Um, like that kind of stuff was awesome. Got it. Um, so I really enjoy like being a fan and being in that environment. You can't do that when you're when you're covering the games. You, you you're completely objective and you don't cheer. Right. There's no cheering right. in the press box. Right. So just to have that experience of being at a game and being picking able to a cheer side, in. picking yeah. a side and, and making it happen. You know, for for me there was an experience like that because um, I have my teams. I'm pretty you know loyal to teams or whatever. Um, oh yeah, totally. Uh, Dodgers and Lakers and you know yeah Cal Poly more recently. I used to be a big UCLA fan. But um, but I went to an Oregon Holiday Bowl game one time in San Diego when I was at UCSD. My friends and I road, road tripped it. We're like, we're gonna we're gonna root for the Ducks, the Pac-12 team. They're playing Texas, so it's like, ah, oh, these out of towners, you know, kind of like uh, we're the Pac-12, you know, area. We're the West Coast. We're gonna root for Joey Harrington and the West Coast teams. And uh, Chris Sims and Major Applewhite were on the the Longhorns the, that year, so it was kind of you know they were kind of a fun team to root against. Texas Texas rolls to a football game though, man. Those fans are like not afraid to. Oh yeah! Invade Did you get San beat Diego. up in the parking lot? No, but it was awesome. I mean, they were have you wearing like, Oregon clothes. <laughs> I was wearing, and I um, said this on the Lucas Gibson podcast. Uh, Lucas Gibson, Travis Gibson. Yeah, Travis Gibson. Lucas, Lucas Clark. Clark. I've done that a couple because there's also Travis. Do you Clark. treat them? Because there's also Travis Clark at KSBY, <laughs> and it and it and it really messes me up. And then I start calling Lucas Gibson, Lucas Clark. Yeah. <laughs> so Lucas Clark. Um, the people it reminds me of Dave Alice and Dave Alley. Well, it'd be like remember, remember that. Yeah, <laughs> have we talked about this before? Well, so, so like I worked with this guy named Keith Owen. Or, you know, there's yeah. So like there's guys with like the last name Owen, but like who worked with me before. So it's like you know the same kind of crazy deal. Anyway, well, well hold on. Just, have we talked about this on the podcast before? What that when I first got to San Luis and started mm-hmm. working there, there was yeah. There's only two sports stations or two two uh, news stations. Right. Both of them had sports guys. One of them's named. Dave Alley uh-huh. and the other one's named Dave Alice uh-huh. and the only difference in their name is the their last, last letter. letter of their last name otherwise they have the exact same name in the exact same market both doing sports a small town market too it's by the tiny way tiny market yeah. i get here and i notice it and i'm like and no one says anything no about it anything. like nobody's nobody's saying like oh that's ha, the ha, best ha. part about like, there's it there's no jokes like nobody has any ready jokes like there's Dave Alice and there's Dave Alley like they're the same guy, which they is just, why I they're the same guy. They just one of they go to one studio and then they <laughs> they change one letter or last name and go to the other studio. Like nobody was saying anything like that. And I'm like, I, I think at one point in the in the newsroom in the Tribune one night, I'm like, does anybody else notice this? I was like Mugatu from from <laughs> Zulu. I feel like, like I'm taking crazy like, pills. Yes, here. I'm taking crazy pills. There's nobody ever. This is like the Twilight Zone that these sports <laughs> reporters on TV have the exact same name, and nobody's saying anything about it. They're the same look. Yes. Blue Steel, La Tigra, Dave Alley, Dave Alice. It's the same face. Don't you know I get farty and bloated when I have a... <laughs> a latte? A, 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 milk, a cream, creamy latte or something like that? Yeah, anyway. Um, Zoolander 2 comes out in February, man. That'll be fun. you going to go? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good movies coming out next year. Dude, a lot of good movies. You know, when the first time I saw Zoolander, I was um, in college and I walked in and I was like, there was a like a movie play in the background with a bunch of people there. And I kind of just like stood there and watched it for a second. You know how movies are always on in college, you know, apartments or whatever. And I stood there and watched it for a second. And I just remember like processing how amazing the, like 
the comedy was and how just like over the top Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller were and like how have I not heard of this movie oh, before? Soul. Yeah. Yeah. And um and yeah, I just I, I don't it's it, it's a walk off, you know, it's like um mm-hmm. it, it was just incredible. I I I've loved that movie ever since. Um speaking of movies, have you seen any good ones lately? Dude, hold on. Bef- before I I have to pitch this by you maybe we pitch save it by this. me jd maybe we save it for the, if we're gonna do two i mean yeah the second one yeah let's let's do that on the next podcast what you don't know my idea, do. idea is you said let's pitch it on the next one well let's well, well no no I'll, I'll pitch you the idea and then maybe we'll record it on the next one tease it tease it we'll for tease us, it JD. here yeah okay i got i read a list yesterday of 35 must-see movies of 2016 okay there are so many good movies coming out next year like we should talk about it let's just do the, the fact that let's do the next podcast okay. that that's what it will be okay um it was just, just recapping the movies that the are movies that are coming out and getting pumped about it yeah. yeah and that's not even including like star wars is this year i'm not even including star wars but there are a lot of good movies coming out next year and not just superhero movies like i always talk about but right. like movies galore right that that like normally I'll see like two or three movies in the theater in do you one think year. That's a, do you think that's a like a, a result of the economy maybe turning around? I don't know. We can talk about it. I think you know. I'll, I'll tell you my theory on it. I guess next time. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll continue the story. But go yeah, ahead. You were telling yeah. a story about. I cut you off. I was talking no, about Dave Alice. No, and Dave no, it's all good. Um, you know, we're just kind of going train of thought here. Oh, okay. Because that's how we do it on the Hurricane and Scroggs podcast. Sometimes when we haven't seen each other in a while, and yeah. when we're getting back into the swing of things. Um. You know, I think uh, as as this kind of season comes up and you're talking about being a sports fan more now, and I think that's maybe what the theme of this particular episode is is becoming. Um, you know, I think this is a really great time of the year to be a sports fan. The spring and the fall are both pretty awesome. Right now you have football, you have, uh, you know, baseball still going on. The NBA is going to be starting pretty soon here. I think for a week or two, you even have all three of them during the baseball playoffs along with hockey. I think there's a period of time in the fall when, all four sports are happening and soccer MLS is even happening still too. Yeah. So, um, Oh, I know what I was going to say. What, gonna what say? I was going to say. Yeah. You were talking about how you like your teams and everyone knows yeah. you like the Lakers and the Dodgers yeah. and you are like big sellout Homer for them. Like you, yeah. you, 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 you are, let's see. Cause, cause you can, t- if you've ever listened to the fansmanship.com podcast network or read anything that I've written about or read anything that things. Owen's written, you can tell that Owen is always like, looking at the bright side of his teams a lot of times like you're, you're i didn't I, I haven't always been like that but yeah no but now you're like kind of not the apologist kind of but you're always like you're a little bit delusional like sometimes like you you lose sight of reality and you're like pie in the sky delusional yeah you're a little pie strong in words the, you're mr scroggin <laughs> you're a little strong pie, words pie in the sky sometimes about your teams like for example of what could happen for like, example like okay you you think thing you you will be positive that something could get turned around or that the great like the best possible outcome could happen could happen or is likely to happen when in reality a lot of times it's not going it's to happen pro- it's, it's probably it's not going to happen and yeah. I, yeah right and and the th- I think the hard part for people is to like give me credit for being smart enough to know that it probably isn't but as a fan isn't that kind of the fun is to like hang in there and like and and think that hope you know hope abounds that. That's the crazy part about that Montana game against Cal Poly, the the first game of the year, is that I essentially did give up on that game. You did. I gave up on that game like five times. <laughs> yes. And, and then I've at been, the end, when Poly won, I was like, "What? Because how did this killed, happen? I watched this whole thing, like and I never thought they were going to win until the last five seconds." Right. And yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. And so it's it's just it's kind of mind blowing and mind boggling 
how that kind of develops and and when you when you still think teams have a chance you know like for example Cal Poly's given up 530 total yards and it's not even halfway through the third quarter today um well this is just a debacle right and yeah. and so like of course I don't you know I don't think Cal Poly is going to win this game. Do I think it would be good if they, uh, you know, got into the 30s scoring wise? Yeah, I think it would be good. Um, they they need to figure out ways to score more quickly and to be effective and efficient. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, I, when when the Dodgers were owned by Frank McCourt, I definitely went went dark on them for a while, JD. Um, well, here, here's the point and, of me just bringing that yeah. up. Like, here the 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 one way that I'm forever changed as a sports fan for being a sports supporter for more than a decade uh -huh. is. I've completely lost that. That part of my brain has been lobotomized. The part of my brain that can um, be a delusional mm -hmm. sports fan mm -hmm. who can be irrational when it comes to irrational and emotional when it yeah. comes to my team yeah. has been carved out of my brain. Like I can't. I think that's a shame. Like part of me like really likes that part yeah. of sports. Like well, yeah. So I'm in a way I'm like this sports like sociopath. Do you not think it could? Yeah. I mean, you kind of always. Uh, as long as I've known you, and you were working at the paper then when I met you, but you've been that sports sociopath, though. <laughs> well, I wasn't a fan then. I was an objective. When, so, so there was a time when you would be like, yeah, they could totally do that. Really? Oh, yeah, totally. Really? In 2001, when I was at Fresno State, and David Carr was there, and like they were undefeated and on Sports Illustrated, and they right. were ranked number eight in the country. You're like, they could totally like, win, they the could win the national championship. Yes, okay. of course. And... <laughs> And when Boise State beat them, like, oh my god! That was god. the year that Boise State was coming up, and Fresno State was already good, and that and that that battle was to see who was going to go to like a BCS game, right? No, no, or, no, no, no. That was the, like the first year Boise State had joined the WAC. Okay. That was like their, oh, they they were still transitioning. I feel like from D, from one double A. So that was Boise on, on Boise State's come up. They they that that game against Fresno State was was a big part. That of was that. their first big win. Okay. That was their first big win as a, uh, as a an, team, a FBS team. Right, right, right. Sure. Um, and David Carr got stuffed at the two yard line on okay. fourth down. Okay. As time expired and Boise state won by like two or three points. Wow. As we're watching a fourth down play here. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I, back in those days when I was in college and before I was a sports supporter, like, yeah, totally. I was like, yeah, Fresno State can get to the NCAA tournament and, and you know go a few rounds and get to Sweet Sixteen or you know what I mean. Like I had these hopes that the team could do big things and like right. and even if they were improbable or whatever, like I had that. But I'm telling you, from my decade plus of being a journalism journalist, that's gone now. So so that's a anytime, bummer, yeah. even, even if I let's say from now until the end of days, I become a huge Cal Poly fan. Going deep, going deep. Got him. Oh, good nope. play. Good knock away. Yeah, so let's play. say I become a Cal Poly fan for the rest of my life. I can cheer as hard and loud as anybody else, but I'm never going to be the pie in the sky person. Like I'm always right. going to be super realistic, like, like, like the most realistic fan possible. Like I'm, I'm not going to be overly like negative right. or positive. I'm just right. going to be real be just because that's how it is. When you're a sports supporter, you have to have, you can't have any kind of rose colored glasses on. You can't have, negative glasses on you just have to be completely open objective to everything that's going on and you so. always did a good job of that and um you know that's that's definitely a um a part of the website that i do that i have to find a balance for because that's something that i didn't want to lose over time is is that idea you know about like what does it mean to be a consumer of sports to be a fan essentially you know and and you're still a consumer of sports like you said you like to cheer on things you like to go to games whatever yeah, um it's but, fun to go to the games right, and cheer sure, and high five sure. and but, that, do all but, that stuff. but part of that for me is that like um 
that ability to say like, oh man, my team could actually do it. It, it, it might actually happen right now. And um, for, for, um, for that not to be the case, I don't know that I could, you know, that, that would be really hard. That would make it essentially like it was for you, like just a straight up job. Um, and, and that's why I named the site what I named it too. Um, so that like it was never fans manship fansmanship. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not that we're, you know, you I put would, man in the title. We, you should change you. I don't know that you should allow, be allowed to put man in the title of your website. If you use air conditioning and it's under 80 degrees in the word sportsmanship, there is also man. So that's where it's kind of comes from is fansmanship, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I know, but your man card kind of, if you're using air conditioning in the car and it's under 80 oh, degrees and you're all, not all doing the highway driving all the time. and slow, my, my air conditioner, my truck is at too. least at the, the second notch on, on as cold as it on as cold as it can get all the time. Um, and if it's not, it, it's usually either really cold outside. And even when I have to warm it up in the morning, by the time I get to work, which is like three minutes later, it's always back down on the cold side. Yeah. Um, that I, sounds like fans wussy ship to me. Ooh. Ooh, strong words again. Strong <laughs> words coming from JD Scroggin, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, so um, yeah, so we're gonna try to do these more often. I think. I mean, that's my goal is to come down here more often. Um, you know, we we all have family things, um, you know, going on. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but having a a second little one is got to be a. Uh, I mean, that's really the last time we did one was before that, I think. Yeah. Well, the work just goes through the roof. You know, like when you have right. your first kid, like, well, it starts like this. You know, you live alone and you just have free time. <laughs> it starts galore. like this. Yeah. You live at home and your mom does everything for you. No, or, uh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't even <laughs> want to go there because I haven't lived at home in really, know, really, really long yeah, time. Yeah. But you live on your own and you're used to just being self-sufficient and doing right. whatever you want all the time. Then right. you get, you know, a significant other and you move in. And then you have another person there with you. So you don't... And you have to like m- moderate all the things you want to do with all the things they want to do. Exactly. And that's then not Then you have your easy. first kid. Yeah. Then your free time gets cut down even more because now you have to take care of that kid. And the Ugh. and kids What a need pain. Like, what well, a pain, JD. Yeah, totally. They just need constant, constant attention and supervision or else they're going to hurt <laughs> themselves or they're going to not... Like you have to teach kids... Oh, oh I'm not, I'm not going to be able to feed myself. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if you know this, Owen, but you have to teach kids every single thing that they know like they don't know anything one of my favorite unless you teach them one of my favorite podcasts is Fangraphs, and dave cameron is the editor of Fangraphs, and he has like a little one and and he goes yeah you know pretty much the goal of babysitting my kid was to make sure that they don't die and like you know (laughs) i was successful in that last night like that's how he looks at it like we have to we we can't just leave our kids somewhere like but even in the more micro look at it Uh it's more than just die like like they don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to put on their shoes. They don't know how to, you know, when they're real little, they don't even know how to to lift their arms in the air. Right. Like they don't know how to do anything. They can't roll over. They can't pick up their toys. True. They can't, there's nothing they can do. They can't get a drink and, and, you know, yeah, they, they can't do anything unless you teach it to them first. Right. So you, so you have to teach them from scratch. It's like, it's like a, you know, you just cloned a person and they're sitting there and they know nothing. Right. So <laughs> that just takes up all of your time. Right. Then when you have two, the times that when you, when you only and had one. And both under five, it's like, oh yeah, my gosh. The times when you only had one and you could take turns, one parent takes the other one and the other parent gets to relax, all that time is gone even right. too. So right. Because one parent takes one, the other parent takes the other. Right. There's no relaxation time. It's all you're either You're either work. go, go, go at work or sleeping. Yeah, it's just work, 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 work. Okay. It's fulfilling work. Like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But you get far less free time, fun time to do anything. Got it. 
So I'll be there soon enough. I think March, uh, we're expecting another one. So congratulations. Thanks. We might, I mean, I know we like to do this in person and we've done one via Skype and we might just have to figure out a way to like encapsulate it and make it more of a quick hitter that we do. That's like 10 or 15 minutes on a topic at a time. And that we just do it over the phone whenever we're pumped about something and it's easy to you do Skype, Skype maybe. Yeah. Or, or, or phone, but phone sounds bottom of the trash canny kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. kind of, in well, a if can. we do Skype though, like, you know, your voice will sound all good and no, it actually works the opposite. Whatever. It actually My works voice the opposite. Will be like, blah, 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 blah. It works the opposite. Hey, mom, what's going on? It actually, you can hear the opposite person better. Yeah, but you have you'll have the good microphone, is what I'm saying. Like you, I won't have be using the, this. I'll be, we'll using, be using. I have a headset that I have, like a USB headset. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll. I mean, they're like twenty bucks or something. You can figure that out, or you know, you can use your. I'm sure you have a computer, a, a laptop with a. I'd with a microphone, use my tablet. Probably use my tablet with like a Bluetooth headphone or something. Oh, we almost got it again. That would have been neat. Um, wow. At was... least they threw it to him. At least they threw right. it. They're to efforting Tucker. it. Yeah, yeah, they're efforting it. Sure. Why not? Right. That's the first target I've seen since he caught that touchdown pass in the second quarter. That's correct. Yeah. It's a little bit of a duck, a little underthrown. He, he still came almost came up it. with it. Yeah. Right. If, if, you know, it was right at the defender. Right. Good defense. Oh, bad nice camera work camera too. Work. There. <laughs> Uh, gotta love it and now they're gonna run it again yes they will because you know well, it's fine with running it i yeah. don't want to get off topic back yeah. onto sports or whatever. sorry we're getting uh we're getting distracted but yeah so um so we're gonna figure out a way to to give you guys something that's more consistent because we know i mean we know from our jobs we know from being people in the world that you have to have things that are consistent so we're gonna need to be consistent about something um i know we're kind of going backstage here when we're talking about this on the air but um, we're excited about um, bringing you guys something that's a little bit better, a little bit more consistent, and uh, maybe even a little shorter. So, uh, with that, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna conclude this episode of the Hurricane and Scroggs podcast. Um, JD, your house is amazing, and uh, we're doing the thing here. Right on. High five. High five. High five. All right. Catch you guys I'm next very time. Very excited. <laughs> it nice. We-